I'm a bit of a goner actually already. Hey. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I went out last night with Joanne and Andrew and a couple of other friends and we were eating dinner all night, lamb roast, that was very nice. And I was halfway through my message yesterday and Canyon said, we're going in seven minutes. And I was going, oh, I spent most of the day yesterday um, having a very long sleep in, which was great. And, um, but you know... Um, when I was uh, younger and had younger children, I always wanted to, you know, when you say to your kids, come on, let's cross the road, we're going over there, do you know, and then, and you wait at the traffic lights, and, um, and then you wait for the little green man, and you just wait there and wait there, and when the time comes, when the little green man's just a little walking thing, then you cross, you know, and if you cross before that, you get in trouble, right, cars come past, and people give you the Hawaiian peace sign, and, um, you know, yell out the window at you and uh, various uh, things like that. And so there's this time where we just have to wait. We just have to wait there, wait, and then we can all cross safely and we'll be on the other side, you know. And um, so uh, this morning's message is about um, waiting. And um, so I also, um, you know, when you, all right, who's been in one of these things, you know? And how many times have we sat in one of these and waited and waited? You wait for the doctor, you know, and you, you make an appointment at whatever time it might be. And, and you get there and you kind of think, man, I made an appointment for 10 o'clock. It's now quarter past 10 and, um, and I still haven't been seen yet. And so I'm still sitting in the waiting room and you're thinking, man, I hope this guy's good because he needs to get through me um, in a hurry. So we sit in the waiting room. We wait, we wait, wait. And they finally call out your name and you go in there and he says, lift up your shirt. Let's have a look. And, well, whatever you're there for, you know. And uh, so another kind of thing of waiting. And recently we employed a young girl apprentice, and this is her here. And, um, and when I've been working with apprentices over the years, um, you know, sometimes they like to charge ahead and do things, you know, and they just go, oh, man, I'm into this. And, very, and this girl's very enthusiastic, a great uh, worker. And I'm um, real keen to charge ahead and get on with it. And I go, wait, 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 you just have to wait a minute. And in this task here, she's um, applying silicon. And um, I am the most neurotic person in uh, applying silicon, and you have to have all the right stuff to apply it. You know, you've got to have this, that, 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 that. When you've got all those things, then you can start. If you don't have any of one of those things, then you must not start until you've got that. So just wait, just wait. And then after last night's episode, we managed to throw down uh, one of these. And um, though we were way over in Pakaranga somewhere, we were halfway over there, and I said to and Andrew said to me, he said, do you know where we are? I said, I've got no idea. We're about at Waipuna Bridge somewhere. And after that, I was just completely lost. He was driving around, and he knew exactly where to go. And I'm pleased he didn't throw me out, because we had an argument in the car on the way there. <laughs> and uh, me and him, the girls were in the back, and... And um, we were deciding about... Uh, 
Yeah. Hey, hang on. This is about. I'm doing the talking. Jeez. Yeah. And um, so we had to wait till they had to wait till we all got there until we had dinner, and then we all sat down. And, and uh, so you know, uh, we've all either been told to wait or we've told others to wait. And, you know, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, also tells us to wait. And let us pray together. Father, I thank you that you always hear my voice and my prayer. I ask that you bless this message that you will change my life. Do you know... I, I love praying this prayer, you know, every now and then I just, I kind of get inspired to write a little, a small little prayer, and I make them kind of as little as I can, just to savour the moment that he is amazing, and when we come to him, we come to him on the basis that you will change my life and I will not be the same as I was yesterday, you know? So I titled this message, um, Wait. And um, so in Luke's second story of Jesus uh, in the book of Acts, now the focus is on the actions of the Holy Spirit and of the apostles. So we've just read four Gospels, and then Luke has another, I would call it another crack at it, but now his focus is slightly different. And uh, so let's take up the story in Chapter 1, say verse 4 of Acts. And then being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Um, I'll keep this here. Do you know, I, sometimes I've, I've thought about, what, what earth is the promise of the Father, you know? And so uh, we're going to have a little bit of a look at that today. So, and then Jesus uh, spoke to them about some other things, and then he was taken up in a cloud, and and a cloud received him. And next week we're going to have a look at some of the other things that he did. So I don't know about you, but gathering together for a while with a bunch of friends, you know, here they were, they were all gathered together, a bunch of them were gathered together. And, um, And Jesus said to them, you know, just wait here. And I kind of think, you know, Sometimes, um, you know, what do you talk about when you're all together? And because there's a bunch of you, and we didn't know kind of how long they were together for, we knew they were there for a while. So, um, you know, is there a plan? And um, what, what do I actually do? What will happen in a few, few days? And, uh, and how long is a few? Um, do I need to get some food in? And uh, is the Jerusalem Uber Eats up and running yet? Um, who's going to look after the kids and my family while we're all gathered together? How much wine did you bring? And uh, can I have some? And maybe this, maybe they told stories. And uh, maybe they told stories like this. I remember when Jesus, when we were crossing the Sea of Tiberias and we arrived and we saw the people and he asked Philip, where shall we buy food? Phil was doing the sums, and he said, we don't have enough money. Then, ha, remember, Andrew grabbed that young kid and said, he's got some fish sandwiches. Will this do? 
And then do you remember he gave thanks? We gave it to the crowd. They were filled. We collected the leftovers and we were part of a miracle. Do you know that Jesus will provide for all of our needs? You know, he will provide for all of our needs. <clears throat> um, what about this one here? Someone else piped up. I remember when Jesus, you know, the same day after Jesus went away into a mountain by himself, we hopped back in the boat and headed back to Capernaum without him. And the sea swell came up because it got windy. We panicked. Life jackets weren't invented yet. And there he was on the walk, water, walking on top of it. We were freaking out. And then he said, it's me, don't be afraid. We helped him into the boat and voila, maybe one of them was French. They had arrived at the other side. We had arrived at the other side. I had never seen that before. Do you know that Jesus calms the swells and storms in our life? Maybe, I think it was that same night, it was somewhere after three in the morning, Jesus told us to go back. The winds came up and we were in the middle of the sea. The waves were getting big and I saw Jesus coming towards us on the water, right on top of it. Most of us were losing it. But he said, boys, it's me, don't worry, but be happy. I wasn't losing it. I said, if it's you, tell me to come. Jesus said, come. So I hopped over the side and headed to out towards Jesus. Now, this is where it gets a little messy, and I got embarrassed. I took my eyes off Jesus and saw what the wind was doing and got a bit wet. I'm sure the others in the boat were killing themselves with laughter, but I did not care about them. I reached out to Jesus, and he grabbed my hand. I was so pleased. He had a chat in my ear about faith and we got back into the boat and the wind stopped, stopped. What was that? Do you know that Jesus will rescue me in times of trouble? Do you know what about the time like this picture? Now this is a second hand story because um, none of us were there because we were in town getting some food. But there was this woman that Jesus met at Jacob's well. She was from Samaria and no one wanted to hang around them. He asked her for a drink. We think it was the middle of the day because he was, and he was thirsty. She was astonished and questioned his motives. He talked to her about the gift of God and living water and not being thirsty anymore. He talked about everlasting life and about her husband and about how many she had had. She talked about a place of worship and he talked about worshipping in spirit and truth. Man, was she blessed that day. Do you know that Jesus is worthy of our worship? And speaking of places to worship, um, get a load of that joker. Now, this goes a long way back. Remember the exodus from Egypt when Jacob as a person and his family ended up in Egypt because of famine in his own land. 
and they came under the tyranny of the pharaohs and Egyptian culture and how they were treated terribly. They just wanted to worship Yahweh in their own land. And how Yahweh raised up Moses to lead them and to stand up against the pharaohs. Remember that? Remember all those signs or uh, miracles, the blood-filled rivers, the lice, the locusts, the snakes, because I hate snakes, and then the Passover. Finally, Pharaoh said, go then. So they took off with no time to lose, heading north to another land. A small problem, though, Pharaoh had second thoughts as he watched his slave workforce disappear. Israel numbered now around three to four million people. They were stuck on the Red Sea shore with an army real close with spears and chariots. Moses held up his hand and called out to Yahweh and the sea opened. And they all went through on dry land with water with, to their left and to their right. And the Egyptians followed, and once Israel, all of Israel was through, Moses held his hand up again, and the waters collapsed, and every single soldier pursuing them perished. You know, the Lord saved Israel that day, and Jesus will save us. And what about this one? Yahweh had promised a land flowing with milk and honey. But now they were in a land with no milk and definitely no honey. They were hungry and complaining. Yahweh sent bread from heaven to them. Do you know that Jesus is the bread of heaven sent to us? And maybe just one more, if I may. Remember just a few days ago when we were with uh, Jesus. And we were together for a meal, and he broke bread and said, this is the new covenant. Do you know that Jesus is the new covenant? So what does waiting on the Lord look like? Um, there you go. Just like that. You know, um, does it look like prayer? Well, yes, it does look like prayer. Um, does it look like um, does it look like that? Does it look like silence? Yes, it does look like silence. Does it look like contemplation? Yes, it looks like contemplation. Does it look like reading? Yes, it does look like reading. And does it look like telling stories? Definitely yes. All right. So the time is flying by, but I have, oh man, yeah, that's good, um, so you know, telling stories, and I reckon that when the disciples came together in this time here, because something is going to happen to them in a few days time, so this week I, um, I reckon that telling stories together, that when you gather together, tell stories. And I think that is a you know, vital part of when you gather, just tell stories of what you 
what God has done in your life and what he has done with you and for you. So remember that, remember the story that Jesus has put us into. He has placed us into himself. You know, that's where he's put us. He's put us into himself and our story is in him. Remember the story that you have regarding what he has done for you because he has done amazing things for each and every one of us. Um, So how can we see the promise of the Father? What do we think the promise of the Father? So in Acts here again, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said you have heard from me. So the promise of the Father looks like this. He promises to strengthen me. He promises to give me rest. He promises to take care of all of my needs. He works everything together for my good. He promises to be with me. He promises to protect me. Here it is. He promises to, he promises me freedom from sin. He promises to give when we ask, to find when we seek, and to open things when we knock. He promises that nothing can separate me from his love. He promises me everlasting life. And he promises never to leave us. You know? So these are just some of the promises. What is the promise of the Father? I think it looks like that, right? There are probably around 3,000 promises that God has made to his people in the scriptures. So I'll start at number one. No. Because his promises are things that we, you know, I quite like when we're at the start of our service, we do that declaration, you know, I'm not here to be entertained, I will encounter the sacred, you know. And we encounter the sacred in the Trinity, in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he promises so many things for us, and these are just 11, I think. Um, it's 11.27, and I, man, that was quick, eh? I've still got 15 to go, have I? Man. Well, I've got no more bits of paper here, so you're hard out of luck. <coughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I run a small group here, and it's awesome. A bunch of you are in it, and we have some neat times, and when we gather together, we tell these stories. I tend to tell lots because I've got heaps of stories, you know? and um, But you know, each and every one of us have got a story of what God has done for us. I'll tell stories about work and how tough it is and, you know, I'm under pressure and whatever it might be and things like that. And 
We talk about our kids and we talk about our parents and we talk about our families and we talk about our spouses and we do lots and lots of things like that. And we talk about Jesus a lot too, you know. And so my encouragement for all of us is that when you gather together, whether it's sitting out there in the cafe right before the service or whether it's at home in your small groups or whether you have a friend over or you're arguing with him driving in the car, Do you know, that you, you actually have genuine, good adult conversation where you can kind of, yeah, yeah, nah, you're not allowed to pass in a tunnel, you know. But we aren't going to lose friendship over dr- driving, you know, about how you drive, you know. It's good to obey the road rules though, eh? <laughs> uh, so, um... Why don't you stand with me, eh? Micah, where are you? Are you here somewhere? Oh, yeah, he's here. Why don't you bring your team up? And, um, you know, next week, I'm going to talk next week. I've kind of already kind of written most of next week's message. It's hiding in my head. And um, next week's message is called Weather. And um, so uh, come along next week. And because uh, it's a little bit of a, it's a, an extension of today. You know, I, was, I could hardly get up here this morning because as I was just standing down there as Michael was playing um, this tune that, um, you know, I was, just, I was just somewhere else. And when I came in this morning, he said to me, do you want me to play a song at the end? I said, yep. And he said, which, which one do you want? And I said, how many have you got? He said, I've got four. And I said, mm. he said, which one do you want? One, two, three or four. And I said, I'll have number four. And, you know, because I don't actually, uh, Trent talked to me during the week. He said, maybe get Micah to do a little tune, you know, do a song that's similar to that. And I said, you know, he's, he's a great man and, and God will lead him. And, you know, when I heard the song this morning, I was going, man, that is just an awesome song. My soul, is that it? My soul longs for you and nothing else will do, you know? And isn't it amazing that my song, my soul longs for you and nothing else will do. And when we read and understand or get some kind of grasp of the promises that God has for us, that he will never leave us or forsake us, then this is a great um, tune. Why don't you stand and let's um, sing the song together?